We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No more mocks. This is a real deal. Want to talk about the draft? Call, text, or tweet us. Now, NFL Draft Central on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. Round five now of the NFL Draft. We inch closer to the Bills selection. will be the 25th pick in the fifth round. So we still got a little bit of a ways to go. Joe DiBiase, Derek Kramer, and Nate Geary here on WGR. Our coverage of the draft is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys, by Western New York Ford Dealers, where new inventory is arriving daily, by the Health and Wellness Challenge. Visit buffalobills.com forward slash the challenge to learn more, and by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. Let's get another check-in of what's going on and maybe what to expect over the course of the rest of the day with our man Sal Capaccio, who is down in the Bills media room at One Bills Drive. I nailed it. I said drive. Yeah, there you, um, <laughs> there you go. Anything change, Sal? I mean, I know Nate asked you about tight ends when you were on with us last time, and it feels like that's the posi- position where there was a run on him in round four. Uh, well, one thing that changed was I thought we were having pizza and wings for lunch and then subs for dinner, but they changed oh. that. So Ooh. we had the subs that were out early, and the pizza and wings will come later tonight. So that's one thing that changed since I was on with you uh, the last time. The other thing that changed was there's a lot more media down here now because the Bills are, you know, what, 20 picks away from their mm-hmm. selection. So everybody's kind of getting a little bit ready for that. We don't know what direction they're going to go, but you're right. I think if you're thinking tight end, a few of those have come off the board. Isaiah Likely, who was a Buffalo Bills top 30 visit from Coastal Carolina, just came off the board not too long ago um and he went to where did he go he went to the ravens at 30 34th 34th pick of the fourth round that was their second tight end of the round they picked charlie (laughs) kohler out of iowa state earlier so you had let's see six total tight ends that went around four sale yeah, so the Ravens are having a great draft, by the way. They're so smart. They always seem to really get value out of the draft. But they used six fourth-rounders, guys. I mean, nobody thought yeah. they'd use all those fourth-rounders. They had six fourth-rounders. They used all of them. And look at their entire draft overall. It's really loaded with prospects. But the issue is, who the hell is catching the ball in Baltimore this year? I, I mean, know. it is crazy. They don't have any wide receivers. They traded away Marquise Brown. I guess it's all going to be tight ends and Lamar Jackson running. I don't know. I mean, I, I would be dro- I would be losing my mind, Sal, if I were in Baltimore, just because, I mean, look at the stark difference between the Bills and the Ravens. The Bills have surrounded Josh Allen with every piece they've needed over time, he's needed, to develop into the passer that he has developed into. And I just feel like the Ravens' actions have been, we're just not really interested in developing Lamar Jackson as a passer. We're going to use him as a run-first quarterback for his whole career. 
Yeah, and look, uh, I, I on the other side of the coin, too, uh, let's say because we made fun of them last night, mm-hmm. the Patriots, I think, had a couple of really nice selections in this round. You guys know I really like Pierre Strong Jr. Uh, running yep. back, and I think he's going to be a nice piece. I don't know exactly how he's going to fit in right away with their backfield. You know, they like to use guys. You know, he's going to a spot where he'll do a lot of share time, and that's fine, but I really yeah. like the player. And then they just picked quarterback Bailey Zappi. And you know what? I tell you, this kid is good, man. He's got 62 touchdowns he threw last year, but he's only six foot tall. I don't think he's going to beat out Mac Jones or anything like that. But at least it gives a little competition, and I do like the value there. I think the Patriots did a good job. I, I, I'm not going to go with that one. Based on the fact that they still need to find a way to make the Bills punt without an, a literal act of God to stop Buffalo, um, they're not stacking up nearly enough on defense uh, to really – Get some sort of credit from me at this point, Sal. I think that they're uh, they're kind of tripping over their own foot a lot in this one. So, uh, but yeah, no, you mentioned Baltimore and how strong they're doing with a lot of their picks. It is just kind of baffling to me that they're just continuing to ignore the one position of need that they somehow created on their own. And it looks like it's so strange to see the team committing more to Greg Roman than it is uh, for them to commit to Lamar Jackson as a passer. It's kind of befuddling to me that looking at the rest of the AFC and now looking at the Bills and going, huh, we 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 might be looking at luxury goods here uh, to see what they need in these later rounds. Let me break in actually real quick, Sal, Uh-oh. before you take it over. The Bills PR Twitter account tweeted the Bills have traded picks 168 and 203 to the Bears for 148. So the Bills are on deck. Uh, quick reaction or do you okay. uh, do you got to run? No, I don't know. Obviously, they're targeting someone. i got to run back in the media room real quickly. I want to say, let's remember, there are some free agent wide receivers out there. Yes, uh, sir. Still, Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, Cole Beasley. You never know what the Ravens' plan is. Guys, I'll be back with you, and I'll let you do your thing here with the Bills picking. Thanks, right. Sal. Talk right. to you a little bit. Sal, getting right to work there. All right. Uh, the Bills move up. Just like so... I said, fifth round was going to be when they get their action. 168, that is in the sixth round. So they did not need, again, they, four, they did not need four sixth-round picks, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I... The caller last segment about they, I, I understand that they don't have an easy time getting undrafted free agents because they don't have holes on their roster. They don't have spots to win on their roster. That's also why, to me, it doesn't matter a lot about sixth round picks. I wouldn't to, expect these guys to. to be I, I don't know how you do it, but um, I, I've got I've got a pick here uh, for the Bills. Okay, it um, is Boise State receiver Khalil Shakir. Okay, the Bills trade up in. Round Zach five looks happy. for a receiver. Zach is pumped up. Zach it looks pumped very up. happy. Tell us more, Zach, we about did, so, Khalil Shakir. The Bills did not get Calvin Austin. That was kind of one of my other draft cards. He goes to Pittsburgh back in the fourth round. Shakir, I don't like player compa- player comparisons, but but he does run routes a lot like Stephon Diggs. He's very, very tough to bring down. I mm-hmm. do actually kind of like the smaller school build for a wide receiver. And he gives you a little bit of speed. He's not the four three guy, but about four four one four four three, I believe, is his forty time at the combine. He gives yep. you more than enough speed. I love this pick for the Bills, especially in the fifth round. Mel Kuyper's analysis: Shakir's an instinctive open field runner who plucks the ball out of the air, makes the first defender miss, and quickly hits the top end speed. Boise State made the most of his ability to produce with the ball in his hands by getting him the ball quickly and using him in the run game and as a returner. Shakir is at be- is at his best working out of the slot. He is tough going over the middle, but sounds like a pretty good versatile receiver that they're grabbing here in round five. I don't expect this guy to be the immediate backup when the season begins to Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs. He kind of reads like Isaiah McKenzie. 
I'm not going to lie. He kind of reads like Isaiah McKenzie. I don't think that has to mean he replaces Isaiah McKenzie. Maybe he could work in concert on this roster with Isaiah McKenzie. What I let off with on the show earlier, a couple hours ago with Sal, was if they do draft a receiver, Derek, in this, in this, in this day, for me, the odd man out was going to become Isaiah Hodgins over yeah, anybody else. It is, and unfortunately, availability is your best ability, and Hodgins has not had that, unfortunately, from uh, the moment that he was drafted. Uh, so it is unfortunate to look at something like that because there's always a lot of smoke around Isaiah Hodgins when it comes to training camp hype and everything of the sort, but then something unfortunate always happens to him in the offseason or in the preseason that does not get him out here on the field, and that unfortunately lets other players pass you by. This might be another one of those instances. Shakir, I like hearing the skill set of a guy who can create separation because you can never have enough of those kinds of players, especially for Allen, to be able to find... Uh, Allen's, one of Allen's greatest skill sets is creating windows. But if you can create your own and get that separation and be ready for that bullet, hey, yeah. I am all for getting more of those kinds of receivers, more of those kinds of weapons, and let's see what happens there. But I knew that the fifth round was going to be their striking zone, and here it was right up at the top of it. Shakir, six foot, 196. Uh, his raw athletic score out of 10, an 8.32. Uh, his 40-yard dash time was a 4-4-3. 20-yard split, 2-5-3. Um, so all of that Another guy that in the green. Another guy that can put the top off. Yeah, elite, comp- composite speed grade. From the relative athletic score, which is kind of how you measure these guys as athletes only. Not necessarily as a football player, but as an athlete. His composite speed grade was elite. His composite size grade was okay. Explosion grade was good. His agility grade was poor. So that's that's like the quickness. But the speed grade was elite. Returner, too, being mentioned by Mel Kuyper. Runner and returner as, you know, part of his skill set. That returner position... I mean, Marquez Stevenson would be the guy he's got to beat out. McKenzie, I think, has done enough to earn a spot in this roster, whether yeah, he's or not in he's the returning or not. Now. Right. So maybe Shakir versus Stevenson for one of, for the t- the team's return job. Yeah, and let's all the more competition makes things better for those guys on the fringe of the roster. And of course, Shakir is going to have a tough go of it based on this Bills depth chart, but. You've got to be excited about a guy who can help you take another person that can take the top off of a defense, another person that can be a nice special teams ad for you. You know how the Bills value that sort of thing. That's a good way to look at it. And the Bills, when they find a guy that they want, they find their way to get aggressive. And there it was. We knew they weren't going to use all of those six-round picks. And unfortunately, it was just a pipe dream. A little too much value you'd have to give up in order to get into round four. But the Bills making the most of it here. Listen, all the you people tweeting at me that Stephon Diggs was a fifth-round pick, I know. I know. It can work. I'm, he can be great. He that can be, be cool. elite. It does happen. That'd be badass. For all of the Stephon Diggs examples, though, there are ten Austin Proles. Just saying. Well, so, that was a seventh, but... That was the right. That was a seventh. Yeah, but uh, it, the thing is, what you're saying is right. For every Stephon Diggs story, there's ten... Um, guys that bounce around the league or are out of it. Uh, I just, I guess, I hope this isn't all they do at receiver. Oh no, they're not. They're yeah. probably not done yet. I, I still want to see them go grab Julio's. Not my favorite idea, but I want to see them grab a Julio Jones type, a T.Y. Hilton, uh, a Will Fuller, uh, uh, maybe an Emmanuel Sanders back. I don't. I don't really want Cole Beasley back. I don't was, think. Th- yeah, that to me is just that's so repetitive. Of, yeah, exactly. You you have that figured out. You, Add tight ends in. Add tight ends in. They are completely set with guys that win over the middle of the field. 
You have Josh Allen at quarterback. You have the as gifted a thrower of the football to throw the ball to the boundaries and throw the ball deep down the field as anyone in the league. To me, it's it's good to have those middle of the field guys and it's good to have those dump off guys like James Cook. But you and, have a bunch now. Right, you have a bunch. But to me, those guys you know, that's what I'm not building a Ryan Fitzpatrick offense here where I'm only throwing the ball over the middle of the field and throwing it to running backs. We're good. We're really good with our top two, Emmanuel or with uh, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. But what I still want to see the Bills add, and this will come after the draft, I hope, is another piece to use Josh Allen and his arm strength to throw the ball to the sidelines and throw the ball down the field. And currently, even with this pick, I like the pick. I like that they're adding him. I only trust two guys going into the season right now for that. Yeah, and like we said, we're, they're not going to be done. Uh, no matter what they, no matter what happens here. Um, so we're going to be hearing from the Zoom call uh, of uh, Khalil Shakir coming up in uh, just a matter of moments. So Josh, just give me a give me a thumbs up when uh, when he's ready to go. Uh, Boise State receiver, and where's number two? Hey, I like the aggression though. I love aggression when it comes to going and getting your guys. Uh, I mean, I know you hear it a lot with Mike in particular where it's like uh, trading down, collecting assets. But this is how you best utilize them, too, is to be able to use them to go up and get guys that you think are going to be able to make an impact on your roster in those later rounds as well. Yeah. 8030550 is the phone number if you've got any thoughts on really the Bills' entire draft. I mean, James, the James Cook pick is maybe the most interesting pick they made. Probably my favorite. I think it's. I think it's, and I won't go as far as to call it my favorite. I will definitely say it's the most interesting. It, the only reason it's not my favorite is I am really seeing a missed opportunity for moving up using some of these picks. You know, they grabbed extra six round picks by moving back in round two. I would have been completely okay with using a fifth, using even a third on moving up and getting George, George Pickens, a Sky Moore. Maybe not Wendell Robinson because he's more of a slot guy, but one of those not and not Thompson because of yeah. the, you know the Patriots. Um, but I I really wanted to see them move up for one of those guys because that would have been the the answer to this question that we're really talking about is who's running down the field? It's not Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs. Instead, they went with a running back, and we'll see if they how much they do end up using him at wide receiver. I'm kind of thinking about him supplanting Devin Singletary over time. Maybe not this year, but if they don't want to give Singletary a second contract, it's expensive. And Cook has speed that neither of these other two guys in the Bills' backfield right. has. And he's a good rusher. It's not that he's just a pass catcher. In fact, he had of all college running backs last year, he had the highest yards created per rush attempt in the NFL, in, in college football. And right now, based on their current pedigree, who am I to argue with Georgia running backs? Yeah, I know, right? Nick Chubb. Um, Sony Michelle just won another Todd, Super Bowl. Todd Gurley was dominant for Todd a couple Gurley years before the knee the knee issue he had. Was DeAndre um, Swift? No, that's no. that's uh. Ooh, I don't remember DeAndre LSU for DeAndre Swift maybe. Okay, okay. Um, but it, it's an interesting pick. I, yeah, I, I I'm a fan of it. I I yeah. think that one of the things that you needed to be able to do, uh, as Matt Perino had mentioned with us, was uh get more yards after the catch. And if he's got one of those as one of his strengths, that's already a plus for me. And I think that the biggest thing for me is they may have also gotten a starting running back for the next couple of years. Yeah, no, I I think just because he's great at catching passes doesn't mean... It's not his end all. Exactly. I saw someone compare him to faster Naheem Hines earlier on Twitter. And I think of him higher than that. 
I, I'm not. I'm trying to find a better comparable that's not Alvin Kamara. But when I think Naheem Hines in Indianapolis, I think pass catcher, and that's it. That's it. Like if Jonathan Taylor were to get hurt tomorrow. Naheem Hines doesn't become a three-down running back. He never becomes a three-down running back. They go and sign Jonathan Williams off the street before yeah. they make Naheem Hines a three-down running back. And going into his Bills career, I'm open to the to the idea that James Cook becomes like a star player at the position that you have playing three downs. Yeah. I, I just think I, I think it's my favorite because of the fact that you look at one AFC East team not recognizing how how value works at all, and then the Bills go ahead and bump down a couple of times and still get someone that they wanted on their board when it came to Cook. So yeah. that's one of the ways that I, I love manipulation of the board, uh, maximizing your value and then striking when you want it. Yeah. Hey, uh, 803-0550 is the phone number if uh, you want to get involved on the conversation. Um, we're waiting on uh, Khalil Shakir, uh, who will be meeting with the media in just a couple of minutes. So we lose one six-round pick. The Bills still have three six-round picks. Uh, Punt God is still on the board. I'd, I'd expect them to lose another. I think that they're going to put themselves back into the fifth round again. So this will not surprise me in the slightest. Especially with the fact that they have that first pick of the sixth round. They're going to use that and package another to get back in there. They're not done in the fifth round, I don't think. Uh, yeah, they, I, I would like to see them trade back in. What would that offensive line is still the position for me? Yeah, I, you. I mean, interior help is never a bad thing to get more of. I, I mean, we mentioned with Matt Perino that uh, Cody Ford still got some decent praise. I would still like a little more competition there. And if you throw a day three pick into the mix, it's not the worst thing in the world. At the very least, it shows me that you're trying to collect any and all depth at every position. Yeah, I Cody. The Cody Ford question is maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Maybe I'm not giving Cody Ford enough credit because who knows? I've I've I felt like it's maybe possible and likely that he'll get cut coming out of training camp. And one way that you would end up in that scenario though is if they add more depth and they see what they like and they get something they like. Yeah. So you don't know, but at the very least, if they take another stab at an interior offensive lineman, that's not a bad idea. At this point, this is not about getting needs. It's about finding the best players available that you think are going to make this roster. That's the biggest challenge in these days, and that's where yep. Brandon Bean and the Bills have succeeded a lot. Well, we could we could play around with that. We could even look through the the depth chart right now and try to figure out like who where where are their positions where a guy could make the fifty three man roster. I think offensive line to the interior is the place currently to do that because you know tight end. I mean, you're you're going to be fighting with Tommy Sweeney. And fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, that's going to be tough for a guy to Especially beat out Especially with the run that had happened at tight end, too. Right? Quarterback, we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, that would be more of a practice squad type guy, like a Jake Fromm type, as we talked about. But remember, even Jake Fromm got poached from the Bills. Exactly. Um, fullback right now is Reggie Gilliam. You're not taking a fullback. I'm also still curious if Zach Moss could convert. He's, he's so physical. I mean, he's, he's such a bruising back. That there's a difference, though, between pass blocking as a as and a run back blocking. and run blocking. That's a totally different animal. That's fair. He just to me has the the physical traits that I would look for in someone that would convert. Um but right, maybe he just has yeah, no run, sense for Run the blocking is a completely different animal. Um so receiver, how many do they keep right now? Stefan Diggs one, Gabriel Davis two, Crowder three, McKenzie four. Stevenson, is he next or is Kumaro next? Maybe probably, I'd probably next. lean Stevenson because he's the kick returner. Let's let's put both of them on there for now. That's yeah. six. Okay. And then probably do you keep a seventh in Shakir? Shakir? 
I or would. do you try to sneak him on the practice squad? I don't think you trade up for him if you. You don't trade up for him squad. if you think he's a practice squad guy. So I think I seven, think seven there. All right, that's seven. Uh, so you might have a difficult decision on the bubble to make, or um, yeah, or you keep seven. Or you keep seven, and that would be without adding another free agent like we're talking about. Yeah. Defense, where could a spot be won? Edge, Rousseau, Epinesa, Von Miller, Basham, Shaq Lawson. There's nowhere. That's five. Like one of those guys, like Lawson or Basham, every yep. now and then might be an inactive. I didn't even count Mike Love because I'm just assuming he wouldn't make the cut of that top five. Yeah. Um, they could keep a sixth. So maybe a, a, a sixth edge rusher that also plays special teams. Uh, is a spot for that. Linebacker, Edmonds, Terrell Bernard, who they just drafted yesterday in the third round, Matt Milano, Tyler Medikevich, Tyrell Dodson, Andre Smith. There's no spot There's for There's no spot linebacker. there for a new week. Okay, safety, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Damar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, Josh Thomas. Does a, does a six-round safety make the Bills 53-man roster? Probably not. Okay, and then corner, Tredavious White, Taron Johnson, Kyrie Elam, Dane Jackson, Saran Neal. There's probably if I include nickel. That's was that six I just named. That's five. That's five. Another corner, maybe another corner. Um, but yeah, I think your safest bet for someone that could make the uh, make the fifty three or uh, Tariq Woolen off the board yet. Tariq Woolen, I don't believe is off the board yet. So I think what we just kind of figured out in this exercise though is the most the most vulnerable also, positions for a a player in the sixth or seventh round on the Bills to make the roster would be interior line cornerback, mm-hmm. and what was the other one we figured out? Punter. I mean, what are and we talking about, pun- Punter, Punt- obviously. Yeah. Punter. Oh, and, and Punt and got stills on the board. There might be room for one, a sixth edge guy. A sixth edge guy to go with Von Miller, Boogie Basham, Shaq Lawson, Greg Rousseau, and A.J. Epinesa. Okay. Jerry Hughes still hasn't signed, though. I'll say that. That's unfortunate. Jerry He's Hughes still has not signed yet. He, Mary Kay Cabot, I think I saw Friday, said Cleveland's interested. So They should be. He'll find a team. He'll find a team. Oh, certainly will. We should. Um, yeah. pro- so we got Chris Trapasso. I was just chatting with him on my way back in. Chris Trapasso is going to join us coming up next. Um, so we're going to take a timeout. And when we come back, we'll get Chris Trapasso. We'll get his thoughts on the newest Buffalo Bill, uh, Khalil Shakur, the wide receiver out of Boise State. So we'll do that on the other side. And continuing draft coverage here on WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys, by Western New York's Ford Dealers, where new inventory is arriving daily. By the Health and Wellness Challenge, visit buffalobills.com forward slash the challenge to learn more. And by New York's Outlet Liquor, when, it's time, when you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. Other side, Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think, you know, you've seen a shift kind of within the last few years of, of the NFL, kind of the, the run and chase style, you know, more coverage aspect um, to, you know, combat combat the, the passing game now. Um, but, you know, it's it's been crazy being able to just model my game after, you know, guys like Matt Milano. Who, you know, he's probably one of my favorite players that I've been studying this this whole process. So, you know, having the opportunity to learn from, from guys like him is going to be, you know, amazing. That is Terrell Bernard, the Bills' third-round pick, linebacker out of Baylor. Welcome back to our 2022 coverage of the NFL Draft. I'm Nate Geary, Joe DiBiase, Derek Kramer hanging out. Uh, we're going to go to the Western Hotline now because my good friend Chris Trapasso joins us to uh, chat through some of these new Bills picks, uh, specifically Khalil Shakur, who uh, Chris wanted to make sure to tell me was, uh, was a stud, and the Bills got a good one there in the top of the fifth round. So we'll start there, Chris, with you. Um, well, first and foremost hopefully uh hopefully you are still remaining sane uh and you aren't uh dying from too many note taking because i imagine you are doing a lot of that so we appreciate you carving out a little bit of time to chat with us chris i wanted to ask you about the boise statewide receiver that the bills just got at pick 148 the consensus i seem to see from everybody is this is a player that will outplay his draft position yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think I was on with you, with Sal, with Chopin the Bulldog during the pre-draft process and repeatedly mentioned that kind of striking stat that the Bills have the second lowest average yard after the catch per reception in the NFL last season. Shakir will make that a better statistic for the Bills next year. He's mm. not a supreme athlete, but you watch him on film, you can tell he's not a 4-3 guy or that he's got a 40-inch vertical but he truly turns into a running back after the catch. His vision, his cutting ability, and most importantly in, in kind of today's NFL with Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown and D.J. Moore, he's got contact balance. That, that mm. safeties fly down and hit him. He does not go to the turf on first contact very often. And throughout his Boise State career, his final three seasons, he was very productive. There was some thought that he was going to be in last year's draft. Uh, a flair for the acrobatic catch down the sideline in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, so he has good ball skills as well. So to get him in the fifth round, uh, the Bills did have to trade up to do it. I didn't see ultimately what those selections were, but they had the 4-6. So it was definitely worth it to add some depth and give kind of a new layer to what the Bills have in the receiver group with that yards after the catch ability. Yeah, NFL Network compared him, Chris, to Amon Ra uh, St. Brown, who went in the draft last year to the uh, Detroit Lions. My, My question for you is, are we looking at kind of a pure slot receiver here, Chris, or is this a guy that you think can kind of move around uh, at the line of scrimmage? 
mostly in the slot. At Boise, he did play a little bit on the perimeter. He's around the same size as Stephon Diggs, so we know that you know he can certainly play in the slot or outside. I think for Shakir, his routes are good. Uh, they're not great. That's maybe like I like the Amon Ross St. Brown comparison to a certain degree, but I thought St. Brown was a better separator, was more polished as a route runner with Khalil Shakir. Get him in the slot. Get him with some space around him. Throw him a high percentage pass, and then again, let him work. He will turn three and five yard throws into 10 and 15 yard gains for the Bills offense. Mostly a slot receiver. But I think in, in certain kind of diverse looks, if Diggs is in the slot, he showed that, again, he can win down the sideline in the back shoulder game, which is certainly a part of what Josh Allen brings to the field as a quarterback. And last thing on Shakir here, Chris, is the character. Um, I, basically everything I've seen, the, the number one in Lance Zerline's strengths, high character player, quote from an AFC uh, personnel director in the AFC, better person than player, and he's a hell of a player. So what the, th- this kind of seems like a very Sean McDermott processy type of pick for the Bills, a guy that can potentially give you something uh, on the field, but a guy that is just a high character guy off of it as well. Yeah, that's uh, certainly part of it. I mean, I personally can't speak to the the off-the-field stuff, but you're right that it does align with what the Bills like to have that final check uh, box that these players aren't just good football players or great athletes. They like to have guys that are high character, going to be good in the locker room that's become, you know, one of the best uh, locker rooms, best atmospheres for new players to enter and, and get the most out of their talent in the NFL. So that certainly probably played into it. And again, I like the fact that the Bills kind of have two prototypes. They either like the younger, raw, but big-time athlete, or they like those senior bowl guys or three- or four- or five-year starters that are big-time contributors. And that's certainly what Khalil Shakir is, is the latter, that the last three seasons at Boise State, he was like the number one wide receiver in their offense and showed that he wasn't just a one-year wonder, it wasn't a fluke or an aberration, uh, that he was productive over multiple seasons. That's usually a good sign that especially a skill position player is going to come into the NFL, and it's not going to be too big for him, having multiple seasons of of, of big-time productivity. Chris, let me take us back to yesterday just for a second on James Cook, the running back out of Georgia, that the Bills picked in round two. We've heard a ton about the pass-catching ability and even maybe the flexibility to line him up out wide at receiver going up against defensive backs. One, is that something you think he could possess? Is it really that that versatile that he could be playing all over the roster like that? And what would be... I'm trying to find a good comparison for him, Chris, for an NFL running back, and I'm not sure if you've got a good one because I'm, I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah, I think he really can line up in this slot. And like with Brees Hall, with Isaiah Spiller, with some of the other backs in this class, usually when you see in a scouting report, good receiver, just like he's got good hands out of the backfield, uh, makes good cuts on screen plays. James Cook was literally used as a slot receiver, even at times as an outside receiver in some unique looks at Georgia. I'm not going to say he's going to be Cole Beasley, but he can run routes like a slot receiver. Hmm. And I think – and this is kind of lofty, but just stylistically, and from what I saw on film, he reminds me of Alvin Kamara when he was coming out of Tennessee. That I remember watching Kamara's film, and I'm like, oh, he's not a great runner. He's not super elusive. He's not running over linebackers. The contact balance isn't amazing. But, man, when they use him as a receiver and he's in space, he's kind of effortlessly explosive. That's kind of the same vibe I got when watching James Cook. So that's kind of a, a type of player 
that the Bills picked in the second round was James Cook. Uh, all right, last thing here for you, Chris, and we'll let you go. Uh, Terrell Bernard, the linebacker out of Baylor, the Bills' third-round pick. Uh, from all accounts, uh, a guy that can absolutely fly, uh, find is, is just a nose for the football. And, man, talk about going out with a bang. 17 tackles in that Sugar Bowl game uh, in his final game at Baylor. What are the Bills getting in him, and, and, and where, what are your thoughts on immediate impact? Is this, is this kind of a day-one special teams player that you think will make an impact there? Yeah, that's kind of where I view him. That's probably my least favorite pick that the Bills have made thus far. But you look at his athletic profile and his height, weight, the, the, the 40, the broad jump, very similar to Matt Milano. And what I find interesting and, and what would be the hope for Terrell Bernard is that Matt Milano in college at Boston, or at Boston College, was kind of a Sam linebacker that played on the line of scrimmage. They used him almost as an edge rusher. And there was kind of a question like, well, he has a profile that makes you believe that he could be good in coverage. And then in Sean McDermott's defense, of course, he's become an elite coverage player. That's kind of how I view Terrell Bernard in that he played in the slot occasionally, but they really allowed him to just be that quarterback spy, use his range and fluidity to make those you know, 17 tackles in a game. He's all over the field. He's just a little bit raw in terms of coverage. But if they feel like they can coach that up, or it's a scheme that is very friendly for linebacker coverage because Edmonds and Milano are so good, then they'll get someone that will just add a lot of depth where if there's an injury or, or if you know anything in the future happens with either of their two starters, that they will have a Matt Milano-type player. But, yes, at first, definitely just a depth player. I, I think he'll have at least a full season, not necessarily to redshirt, but to just learn – the intricacies of playing man and zone coverage in the NFL. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy the rest of the draft today. And as always, thanks for being so available uh, available to us over here at WGR throughout the entire draft process. We appreciate you, bud. For sure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Chris Trapasso there from CBS Sports. Uh, we're going to go back to the Wester hotline because our Paul Hamilton is now ready for us. Uh, and Paul, uh, do we, we do have Paul, correct? Oh, we need a second. Paul Hamilton might be ready for us. No, we don't have Paul. Okay, so we'll wait. Uh, we were going to bring – so I, what I'll do is I'll take a timeout, and the other side we'll have Paul. Uh, Paul was at, at Sabres Locker Cleanout today, so we're just going to get a quick update from Paul, how that went. Uh, I'm sure he'll be on the station for a, a bunch next week as well to kind of go over everything, but we'll have Paul. That's coming up next here on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, us going to seven? No, never. Zero. See, you thought you were going to catch me because you asked me, was I all in for the Super Bowl? No. 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 No, that was a good question. 
You're trying to prove your question correct. No, zero. We didn't talk to a team above 20, above there. We didn't even call or anything like that. Bills general manager Brandon Bean yesterday during his press conference. We've got a bunch of player sound we'll be getting to in the 3 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere for that. If you want to hear from James Cook, uh, Terrell uh, Bernard, we'll have the Bills' newest uh, draft pick, uh, Khalil Shakur, uh, as well. But before we do any of that, let's go back to our Western Hotline, who was cut off because the Bills had traded up to take Shakir, is our Sale Capaccio. So, Sale... Um, Overall, the Bills get the wide receiver. A lot of us were looking for them to get. He is bit of a more, a bit more of a slot guy, or at least that's what he was in college. We just talked to Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports. The consensus seems to be with the guys that really follow the draft closely, Sale, that this is a guy that's going to outplay his draft position in the fifth round. Yeah, and I don't even know if I want to call him a slot receiver. I just want to call him a football player. I want to call him an athlete. I want to call him a pass catcher. I want to call him a do-everything guy. I mean, and I don't want to say gadget player either. Like, he's going to do everything. Guys, he had 200 and whatever catches in college. He had 70-plus 70 plus rushing attempts. He threw the ball five times with four completions. He had 12 punt returns. Like, this kid does everything on the football field. I, I want I, Bills fans, all right, we have to start doing something. You guys got to help me here. Can we do this? You ready? Okay. okay. We have to start training Buffalo Bills fans to stop thinking about players simply as wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs on offense. They're, they're doing something different here. They, they need to start. Bills fans need to start thinking of these players as weapons or simply as pass catchers because it's all going to be interchangeable. Now, of course, I'm being a little bit dramatic here because they are wide receivers and tight ends and running backs that are going to be listed that way. But the, the conventional way of playing football is gone. Like, this guy represents the same. Dalvin Cook, I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook. James Cook is going to line up at wide receiver and catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. This kid lined up in like a wildcat a lot at Boise State and ran the ball. I mean, th- this is the way football is going to be played now. Well, well, Sal, I almost want to take that a step further. I want to say you have middle-of-the-field pass catchers and you have boundary pass catchers because this is another guy the Bills have added where their, strong, their, their strongest point of where they're going to line up, where they're going to win, is over the middle of the field. And I don't know, I'm looking at their position group right now and I'm, I'm a little concerned because... If Stephon Diggs or Gabriel Davis gets injured, there's not a single guy in the roster I'm confident in can fill in for one of them. And looking at the numbers right now, it kind of feels like if they're not done, then a Marcus Stevenson or a Jake Kumaro is going to be out of luck on the 53-man roster. Yeah, it's a good point. I like what you're talking about, too. You know, you're kind of narrowing it down to specific uh, places where they excel as well. And I think that's that's a good point, Joe. And yeah, they still do need a quote unquote outside receiver after everything I just said uh, behind those guys. I do think they have confidence in their player development of a guy like Marquez Stevenson, um, of a guy like hopefully Isaiah Hodgins, who might be able to who can stay healthy in his third year. I think they have confidence in those guys. And let's be honest, as we said earlier, even if they drafted a guy right now, Who's to say he's going to beat any of those guys out? I think it would be actually on the less than 50% chance side uh, in the sixth round that one of those guys is a guy like now is a guy there is going to beat out one of those guys. But you're right about that. I still think they need to add there. There is still, uh, what, another 19 spots left in the roster because yeah. this draft pick makes 71 for the Bills. They're going to add more people. But, yeah, I just think we have to stop with the – and it's not easy to do, but let's just take a look at the roster as a whole now. You take Dawson Knox and O.J. Howard and James Cook. You take, you know, this new kid, uh, Shakir, whoever it is. 
I think Bills fans have to be trained now to start thinking about it all as a pass-catching group and not necessarily being divided into straight-up positions. Now, some guys are going to be like that. It's positionless football. We talk about that a lot on defense. Offense is becoming kind of positionless football, guys. Yeah, and Sal, I mean, they've got a bunch of guys on the roster with, especially you look at like Isaiah McKenzie, you look at Marquez Stevenson, like they're They've got some speed. They've got some flexibility and versatility at the position. I, I think ultimately what it comes down to is, and we talked about this when talking about potential, if the Bills didn't get the wide receiver, who could they potentially go after in free agency that could fit with the special teams mindset and in, in sort of in the back of everyone's mind. They've got a bunch of guys that look like they could probably also play special teams too, which I think is a huge plus. Oh, yeah, for sure. And look, there's not going to be a lot of spots on this team. As we know, on the uh, straight-up 53-man roster, you know, 22 guys going too deep at each, each position. So those guys that, you know, make the team at the end are going to have to be special teams guys. And what's crazy is they already have some core special teamers. Taiwan Jones, Tyler Maidakevich, Andre Smith. Like, these are, you know, Saran Neal. These are guys that they, they really believe in. Jake Kumaro on special teams. Where, where are spots for that? We've talked a lot about how much, you know, how, mm -hmm. how few spots they have, how hard it's going to be for guys to make the roster. But the competition at the back end of this roster is going to be insane during training camp. There's going to be good football players left out. And of course, yeah. you can just put, you can sign them back, put them on your practice squad, and that's going to happen to some of these guys. There's always a danger of losing some of the waiver wire or getting poached. There's no doubt. But think about the competition that's being created in the back end of some of these position groups, guys. That, that is kind of, I'm glad you brought that up because it's kind of like where we were trying to figure out for all these six round picks. Now they only have three. They had four. And the seventh round pick is what positions are the most vulnerable on the back end? There's not a lot of that to where a sixth round pick, a seventh round pick for the Bills could actually make the 53 man roster. And it's, it's hard. I think interior line is still on that list for me. And maybe a third tight end that would have to beat out Tommy Sweeney, which is not a gimme for sure. But, like, Sal, there's maybe only a couple positions here where they could take the guy in the 6th, 7th round, you would think, oh, yeah, that guy's more likely than not to make the roster. Yeah, and let's so just go through it right now with me because it's not in front of me. I believe the last uh, three picks have been – well, now I say three out of four have been offense, right, because they took Bernard on defense. Yep. But the last couple, what you got James Cook and you got – uh, they've the went, wide receiver they just yeah. chose running back inside linebacker wide receiver so two of the last three that they just okay made were so two of the last three okay two yeah. of the last three maybe they go back to defense now I was counting an extra offense for some reason there but there you go so maybe they go back to defense too I still think maybe a little bit more depth in the secondary is needed because you're you can never have enough yeah. depth in the secondary and you know they've never they 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 must really really and I know they do like their safeties obviously they must really like their safety depth too guys they have not addressed that in one yeah. capacity at all during this offseason so that's another area where you might want to take a guy. <laughs> that's one where it was hard for me to figure that out because they've got Jaquan Johnson and Damar Hamlin there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, is that vulnerable or is it not? And I think Sal, the hardest maybe part of that to figure out is maybe they really like Jaquan Johnson and Damar Hamlin. We just wouldn't really know it, at least from the games, because Jordan Poirier and Mike Hyde just never leave the field. And they really like Josh Thomas, by the way, as well. Josh like, Thomas, I, too. He's yeah. also in that group. Like he, I know they really like him, but you're right. And Jaquan Johnson, guys, he is the up man. You know, he's uh, the guy in, in the punt, punt team. You know, he's right there. He plays a lot of that. Uh, Damar Hamlin, he saw Jersey last year. He played. Yeah, for sure. They like this group. But there's going to be players that are going to be left out when it's all said and done because there's going to be really good competition. And isn't that what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott always talk about? By the way, speaking of that, 
I just tweeted out the you know Lance Zerline profile of Shakir. Did you guys happen to read it? Like, is that not exactly out of like the Brandon yeah. Bean Sean McDermott manifesto? It kind of. I, mean, I was going to say it sounded like it was written by by McDermott. Oh my god! Right? It's unbelievable. The character is off the charts for this kid. Like, basically, one scout says, and it's written in there with Lance Zerline in his profile. Like, basically, he's a better person than football player and he's a hell of a football player right and then uh the other part of it is just how much of a dog mentality and demeanor he has super ultra competitive but he's extremely high character so we just had him on a zoom call you guys will hear the audio he specifically said i asked him what kind of player are the buffalo bills getting and he talked about it at the end he said and you're they're getting a dog like that's what he said like i'm gonna go in there and that's the kind of that's the kind of guy this this organization loves one, one last quick one from you, Sal. He returned some punts and kicks in college. He didn't seemingly do it regularly, but 31 career returns at Boise State. Do you think he could play into that picture, or do you feel like at this stage, and it's hard to know because it's only April, but would you feel pretty confident that Marquez Stevenson is their, their, their plan A, let's say, for, for returner in 2022? I think it's probably Stevenson, but Joe, I also think obviously Isaiah McKenzie still factors into there. Micah Hyde is still on the roster. I think that they have guys now. They have options, though. If they really need a guy, they'll let all these guys kind of get their share and chances during these mini camps and things like that. Um, but I doubt a guy like this. I mean, I shouldn't say I doubt it. Um, I think because of how highly they believe in Marquez Stevenson, he'd be the number one guy. But a rookie like this who's going to be expected to do a lot on offense, how much do you want to put on his plate also the first year that he's you know, a rookie in the NFL? Makes sense to us. Thank you, Sal. We will, if we get a chance before the next hour is over, we'll try to get you back on just for a quick update uh, on anything that happens. We appreciate you, buddy. No doubt, guys. I'll uh, jump on if and when it's uh, you know warranted here from One Bills Drive. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for emphasizing drive. He did, as well. he did yeah. emphasize it. Yes, I he did. I, like that. I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. I, I was. I, it did come out like that, but I didn't do it on purpose. Either way, I'm going back in the media room. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Sale. Right. Sale there live on the Western Hotline. We're going to take a timeout. By the way, a, a trade did go down. Uh, two things. Two things involving the Rams that I love. They traded a fifth-round pick next year to to bring back Troy Hill, the safe, their corner from two years ago that signed a two-year deal with Cleveland. Cleveland takes on like $3 million in dead cap, mm-hmm. and they get rid of Troy Hill. Troy Hill goes back to the Rams, and then the Rams select... I was going to say, let's get to the real point of why you love this. Go ahead. Why? Let's go on. What's wrong, guys? Who'd the Rams take? Who'd, Who'd the Rams, Rams take? take? Why are you Who guys, did they <laughs> Why are you guys trying to grow me like this? They took Notre Dame's Kyron Williams, who is now going to be the number two back with the pass catching back for LA. Uh, stud. Mm, okay. Like he would have been a he's a re, he's going to be a very good long term third down back in the league yeah. because he's the best pass blocking back of all the backs mm. in the draft. I'm, mo, I'm mostly that kidding when I make the Notre roster. Dame joke. I do really like Kyron Williams as I a pass too. catcher. I'm very curious to see what how that shakes out though in L.A. because I've always been a proponent that Daryl Henderson is a better player than he's given credit for. His problem has been he can't stay healthy. And Cam Akers, if he's right, is absolutely the number one there, which would mean Williams could definitely take over the number two spot from Henderson. But do you guys see Cam Akers last year when he came back? I know it was a torn Achilles. It wasn't I know good. it was a torn Achilles. He did not look the same. He averaged, no. he averaged 1.8 yards was, per carry after he, was he came back. He eight months removed from that injury. But, that, but what I'm saying is... Yeah, people were expecting he's supposed to come back in 2022, not some the point. playoffs. Right. Yeah. The recovery to be back on the field like that is incredible, no doubt. 
But if you look at the past history of Achilles injuries at that position, yeah, they're the not guys good. usually never get back to what they what they were at the at the outset. So maybe Akers, Achilles who has hip, already right? proven it's people like, wrong on that, could Achilles do it. Achilles is in the hip, right? It's in the hip. It's in the hip. It's in the hip. <laughs> All right, timeout. Other side, we'll continue taking phone calls if you want to get any in. We are approaching our final hour of draft coverage here on WGR, so we'll get to uh, some player sound on the other side. You're listening to continuing draft coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 